Yes, yes, yes. It's good to be back for once. Uh, it's Junior Funners, and uh, we're uh, we're feeling ourselves, right? It's uh, I am. Well, and I'll introduce you in just a second, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're feeling ourselves. We're we're recording this on our um our our, our thrones. We're sat atop our our giant um, solid gold thrones, uh, wearing our uh, uh, like. Uh, God. It's not quite God a crown. It's more of like a. It's like a dunce. Yeah, but they're more like uh, they kind of go pointed at the end, so it's more like a like a dunce cap. Um, but it's it, again, it's made of solid gold. Um, so this is Junior Funners, and uh, we're a podcast that talks about Arsenal. And uh, uh, understandably, we're pretty smug this week. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's uh, I. You know, I've sort of resisted feeling hope for for such a long time but uh yeah um so yeah th- th- it's a, it's a good time for arsenal fans i'm ollie by the way hello um and uh the the other fella there uh whose voice you heard is is lawrence namaste ollie uh, namaste uh, listeners <laughs> uh namaste with you too uh nam- namaste in your spare bedroom <laughs> yeah um yeah, so yeah, we're uh, we we yeah, we're a couple of lads that just love our footy. Uh we're Arsenal fans, so once a week we uh get on the internet to talk about that and then we'll talk about some other bullshit as well because uh let's face it, it's a podcast. That's pretty much all we do here. Um so yeah, we got to we got to it's so much has changed um since last week. We got to we got to catch up on quite a lot here. So uh, here we go with the Arsenal news. And uh, man, so when we when we last left off, um, can you remember our predictions for the Liverpool match? Because that was the that was the next match that was coming up, wasn't it? Well, I, I predicted. We I predicted. I remember I listened back, so uh, I predicted two one. I mean, I'm sure most of us would probably think I was talking about Liverpool. It's like no, I was talking about Arsenal, obviously. Actually, yeah. If you if you really listen, uh, the cues, the, the 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 clues rather. Ooh, I don't want to get into talking about cue. Um, the the clues are all there. Uh, I think you'll I think you'll agree. It's pretty clear what Lawrence meant. Uh, when he said two one, I on the other hand have no excuse. I predicted that we would get beaten four uh, one, which is you know, uh, has happened many times before when we played Liverpool in the recent past. Um, but uh, good God Almighty, we uh, we somehow managed to we 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 beat the 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 hoodoo um surrounding uh you know us playing uh you know the the, the stat one of the stats that always gets trotted out about arsenal is that their record against the so-called big six teams um and i can't remember the exact statistic but it, it's commentators and pundits love to say it's something to the effect of arsenal haven't beaten a team uh, in the big six for Eleven hundred years. Eleven bazillion years. Um, I mean, dinosaurs were probably still roaming the earth, and you know. yeah, we're talking pre-printing uh, press, pre-Homo erectus. Um, 
yeah, it, it, all the way back to like probably like the George Graham days. Um, yeah, if uh, yeah, if if we're if we're going that far back. Um, but yeah, we we beat if we beat the uh, runaway champions Liverpool two uh, one. They made two absolute uh, clangers uh, of uh, you know in, in terms of defensive errors, and we were clinical enough to to seize on them. We actually we actually took our fucking chances for once. Yeah. Um, and we're finally rewarded for it. We actually like almost did like a Liverpool where we won it in their own half and nicked it off the <clears throat> the centre backs of the goalkeeper and just sim- quite simply put it away. I mean, it's simple, simples really. It was just uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, you know, absolutely dominating. As uh, as Alan Shearer says, you simply get tight. You get tight. Yeah. We got tight. We um, got tight, and you know uh, that's yeah. all, that's as easy. It's as easy as that. You just got to get tight. We absolutely blitzed them. You know, you know, two shots, two goals. That's what you want from a <laughs> absolute pure dominance. One hundred percent success rate. Can't yeah. argue with that. Yeah, it was pretty pretty great stuff. I was like, we, uh... I you know I got to maintain the uh, my. I'm a very superstitious person, and uh, you know I don't watch. I don't want to check the score. I just complete. Turn the internet off, lock down, go go for a walk, go do something, go in the garden, mm. just do something, just to like. I don't want to have, have any influence get, yeah, on you, the result, you know. You get zen, you you yeah. center during that moment, and then uh, just like myself, it's the, those positive vibes from you that that cause yeah. the the victory. Yeah, I'm like, it's called it's like the reverse Bentner effect, where I'm not on the pitch, <laughs> but I affect it every moment of the game. Whereas Nicholas Bentner was on the pitch, mm. but thought he didn't, and he didn't do anything, and so didn't affect. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. He or yeah, or, or like Özil. Yeah, yeah. Or the Özil in terms of someone that's being on the pitch. Yeah, you can be on the pitch and uh, just have just be completely anonymous, just yeah. utterly invisible, um, exactly. and it's almost as though you're not there. Um. Yeah, I I did watch the match, and I I couldn't I. I could scarcely believe my eyes. Um, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, a very, a very gritty defensive display. I mean, the the first the the first goal that Liverpool scored uh, was a kind of classic defensive error by Arsenal. Um, and it's you know this doesn't this doesn't change anything in terms of the improvements that need to be made. I mean, we've we've talked about them at length, but um, you know players that we've roundly criticized previously looked pretty good um yeah we we sort of properly kind of dug in and soaked up all the pressure and it's you know liverpool liverpool weren't taking it lightly like i think we we were sort of talking last week about what kind of lineup they'd be likely to put out and um i know that like jürgen klopp's thing is that he just wants to go for it in every match where possible so that was definitely that was definitely like the the starting eleven that he put out. You know, he, he started with the the kind of um, full firepower of of Salah, Firmino, and um, <clears throat> and Sane, um, and yeah, we we had to kind of weather the storm, but w- we did. And Martinez had another brilliant game. Um, he's shaping up to be. I mean, it, Bern Leno might actually. <laughs> Have a bit of a problem when he comes back um, because of how well Martinez has been playing. He's like a brand new transfer, as Wenger used to say. You know, he's like a, he's like a new transfer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
For uh, yeah, I like those memes online where people football Twitter types like uh, Kirantini when he gets home, he empties his pockets. You know, he's got his Tesco bag, car keys, Mohammed Salah. Yeah, great <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's fun. That's a nice bit of uh, nice bit of banter. I think that's for anyone that's because that's, that's uh, I don't think many people know about that. But yeah, um, Kieran Tierney showed up to which match was it? He showed up instead of having like a fancy like boot bag or anything. He just showed yeah. up with like a Tesco's carrier bag. Might have been the Brighton one or um, like a lot. Might yeah, yeah. Or it might have been the Man City. Not long like, after anyway. the reset, most foot most Premiership players have like a like, you know they have like a like a fancy. Uh, usually, like some kind of customized piece of uh, of like luggage or whatever, they'll they'll bring their stuff in with them when they get to the ground. Um, uh, yeah, but like I said, Kieran Tierney, none of that for him. Um, just a yeah, just a regular <laughs> regular Tesco carrier bag. Proper Scottish lad, proper Scottish. And I'm I have uh, Scottish yeah. ancestry, so uh, I could I could do the Scottish voice. Don't you can yeah, you can say it. You you know you can. <laughs> You can, uh, yeah, you can, you can call them, uh, uh, you know, the, the J word. Um, but, uh, I, won't uh, yeah, I, 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 I have to say it with a soft A. Yeah. Um, yeah. But any, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we, we somehow managed to not just get a result, but win against Liverpool. And then that, that left the, uh, the FA Cup semi-final this weekend, just gone. Um, and I, I, even though my, you know, I, I said that we've done well in the, the FA Cup, regardless of who we've played in, in recent years, I was still not full of confidence, but there was just part of me that believed that maybe we could, maybe we could do something. Um, and we didn't just do something. I mean, it was, again, it was, a, it was a, it just an incredible all round performance. I mean, again, we only had, I think we only had four shots on target, but two goals out of those four shots on target, and the rest of it was just just real solid defensive play. So we ended up with you know a, a two nil win. We kept a clean sheet against fucking Man City, which is just nuts. I mean, considering that on aggregate we've lost to them six nil this season in the league, um, for us to yeah for us to shut them out completely is just insane. And I. I wouldn't have in my wildest dreams wouldn't have thought that, that was possible, especially with the the players that we've got at the moment. Um, but yeah, dag nabbit, what am I? I mean, I was I was on the edge of my seat the entire match. I, I was, you know, my uh, my fingernails and everything were just completely like bitten down to absolute stubs. But um, they did they did it. They got the job done. They saw it through. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I was, again, I I would I didn't watch it and. Uh, I watched the highlights and um, yeah, it's really uh, this system is really sort of getting the most out of because we've got a lot of pace and uh, Man City. I mean, ridiculous mm. trying to play high line against the Barmyang. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, it just played into his hands. I think that that system Manchester City where they it really did. And, yeah, uh, I mean, it's yeah. the 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 guy's pace is is just insane, and then, you know, like he's he's able to finish so clinically, um, and it, yeah, it really they they city fucked up. They really they really did. And flop flop of the season, uh, Nicholas uh, Poopoo, uh, Nicholas Peepee. Uh, yes, quite the Peepee man with the just the 
most casual cross I've ever seen. And then Aubameyang with uh, just a simple uh, little volley, and it was in. I was like, wow, look at that. That was easy. Yeah, I mean, it was it was especially mad considering that the the chance that Aubameyang had had maybe a minute earlier uh, would have been easier for him to score. Like the, the, the goal that he scored was a harder chance than the one that he'd taken a minute ago, you know, a minute before and blasted it straight at Edison. But, um, but yeah, it was a great cross um, from, from Pepe and Aubameyang finished with the, the outside of his foot, which is, um, you know, just looks so cool in, in all the replays. Um, and then Pepe again involved in the second goal. I think he, he put, uh, he passed the ball to, to Tierney, who then played that long pass um, to, uh, to Aubameyang to catch out the, the city high line, like you said. Um, and then Aubameyang just nutmegs Edison. Um, it was, yeah, just a, a great one. And then, you know, defensively, we would, it, I, I think it was very smart by Arteta because he, he clearly knew that City don't really have an aerial threat for all of their, all of their attacking talent throughout the whole of that team. Um, they don't really have anybody that's, that's lethal. And they, they aren't, they aren't playing for headers. Um, which meant that playing with the back five like we were, they were kind of forced to try either these passes over the top or crosses in. Um, and it, I mean, David Luiz looked incredible in this match because he just, it was just easy for him. It was just every every cross or ball that came in, he was just nodding it out of the penalty area. He's just heading everything away so easily because he's like a foot taller than all the City players. Um, so it, yeah, it, it made him look amazing, and he had he had a very good match um, somehow. Um, but yeah, they I mean yeah they all they all kind of played their part. Ainsley Maitland Niles looked really good. Um, Mustafi had a good match. Jacker was uh, I mean what a turnaround it's been from him in this this sort of latter part of the season. Um, considering that in January we were expecting him to 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 be off, um, he's now become a pretty key part of this new system that Arteta is playing and he's thriving. I think it shows just how, you know, maybe in a sense how Emery, how bad Emery was, like it's just maybe not, mm. kind of more in Mourinho in a sense, like not really a, a personal kind of, you know, get to know the players on a personal level, just see them as cogs. Yeah. You know, whereas Arteta seems yeah. to have more of a yeah, more of a sort of relate, yeah, build a bond and a relationship with the players, and you know, make them sort of. Uh, I think yeah, like maybe it's because, it. um, yeah, maybe it's because uh, Arteta's background is in uh, obviously you know he's only only stopped playing a few years ago, but mm. um, his background is you know as as a coach and then as an assistant manager. So I think maybe where his background's in coaching, um. That might mean he's just more used to having a more kind of hands-on approach with with man management. I know what you mean because yeah, Emery's thing was just um, it was very much like kind of just tinkering with parts in a machine. I don't think he 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 didn't seem to have a particularly close relationship to any of the players. Whereas Arteta, I think he speaks five languages, and yeah. you can hear him on the touchline like he shouts at the French players. He shouts in French, and at the Spanish players, he shouts in Spanish, and the English players, he shouts in English. Like it, it's it's crazy. Like he he really is kind of going that extra mile um, to to kind of 
manage those manage the players on a on a more kind of a, a way that's going to benefit their development more. Um, so I mean, yeah, hopefully they they keep that up because I mean, like I said, it, it's it's clearly working wonders for Xhaka at the moment, and it might end up. I mean, I think at this stage in his career, it's probably too late for David Luiz, but you know, there's other players in that team that might end up flourishing even more than they are now, and uh, depending on what signings we make, you know, it, who knows? Who knows? There have been. I read last night a rumours that John Stones is might be a potential uh, option. I don't know, John Stones. I mean, he's okay. Yeah, I I saw something about that. I don't know how. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, he seems a bit kind of on the, uh, not on the physical side, more sort of a slightly light, lighter weight centre back, but. Uh, I think Arteta likes. Yeah, he's a more kind of ball playing. He likes that. Yeah, Arteta likes that kind of ball playing centre back. Now and I mean, I was quite impressed yeah. with that goal, the first goal against Manchester City, where we made like what was it, mm. sixteen passes or so? Twenty? I can't remember now how many passes it was. I think it was seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen passes. But that, if that's kind of what Arteta uh, wants to go for now, I mean. You gotta have players at the back who are comfortable on the ball and yeah, he's probably out of all the English centre backs for England, uh, probably the most competent. I don't know. But uh Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's difficult. I don't know. Um I try to speak yeah, I mean, positively, I, but uh, yeah. If that's true, but Yeah, I mean I I don't know I'd I'd probably take John St- I mean he's I feel like he can't be worse than what we've got now. I mean, he, I feel like he's he's at a bit of a crossroads in his career now because clearly, like you know, the big money move to City didn't come off. It, you know, he hasn't he hasn't kind of kicked on and and thrived in the way that I think a lot of people were maybe expecting. But he is still young, isn't he? So I mean, it, it's yeah. still time for him to to kind of to come good in that way. Um, and it might it might need to be that he takes a sort of step down to a slightly uh, less uh, massive club than you know. If he you know if he comes to us and is ma- you know manage and Arteta is the guy to to kind of get the best out of him, then I, yeah, I, I I see it happening potentially. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if they if they signed him. I I would prefer Nathan Ake, but it looks as though he's. I mean, the whole reason that there's talk of Stones coming to Arsenal is that. City looked pretty keen on signing Nathan Ake from Bournemouth, yeah. um, which means that John Stones is effectively surplus to requirements for them. Yeah, so, uh, but I'm sure they'll probably set uh, 50 mil because his Arsenal seems to be uh, yeah. well, set, set about 50 million. That'll do. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, I don't know. I'd like to. I mean, we got we got loads of centre backs now. We have got plenty of centre backs. I mean, well, we still have like Mavropanos, but I think yeah. he's still going on loan. And then we have William Saliba coming back. So anyway, we have got plenty of centre backs. It's just I don't know. We need like some midfielders, and maybe a couple of proper wingers, rather than having a Bamyang as a winger. But I don't know. That's that's the one mm. we need to. Make sure we keep a Barmyang. Try to offload some dead weight. Yeah, and I think yeah the 
for me that yeah the 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 two like absolute like number one uh priorities are uh get Aubameyang on a, a a new contract um if you know if they can do do whatever it takes to convince him to stay um I'm still you know I honestly at this point I have no idea whether he will or not I mean Arteta may, might have done enough to convince him it's worth staying um but I I don't know at this stage in his career he could be winning you know trophies left and right um so I, I don't know but the other big thing for me is uh signing Danny Ceballos on a permanent deal yeah. I think he's proved just too valuable to this this current setup um that Arteta's got um he's performed so consistently um and I think, yeah, he, uh, we we if if we're not going to sign him on a permanent deal, we need to sign a player of his caliber in that position because that's clearly a, a very key part of the way that we're going to be playing now. Um, so uh, yeah, we either need to 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 get him signed, um, or sign someone in that mold um, that's as good or better because that's clearly going to be like the linchpin of how we set up from now on. I think my only sort of hope is that, like, um, uh, at Madrid, Federico Valverde, who's, like, sort of one of their new younger players that they've brought in, because he's done quite well. I think, hopefully, that's maybe given the uh, Sebastian the opportunity, if he wanted to, to come play for Arsenal. I mean, because if he's not yeah. going to get a place at Madrid, because that midfield of Tony Cruz, Modric, I mean... Mm. Even in their age, it's still not going to get yeah. a chance. So come to Arsenal. I don't know. Come to Arsenal. Yeah. Come on, man. What do you got to lose? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and then, you know, so in the last week, uh, we've beaten Liverpool and Man City, but now we face our greatest challenge of all, potentially. Yeah. Uh, we have to play Aston Villa. Um, who are fighting for for survival, aren't they? I mean, they, they, this is we're entering. This is the penultimate set of games before uh, the final day of the season on Sunday, and um, yeah, I mean they they really need to. Um, uh, yeah, I mean they they. I'm just looking at the the league table now. I mean they're on level on points with with Bournemouth on 31. Um, Watford have just lost four nil to Man City, so they're on thirty four points. So it's that's all wide open. Um, but yeah, I don't know the type of form that Arsenal are in. You would think that it would be an easy win. I mean, we're two minutes from kickoff, so we're going to be similar to as we were for the uh, for the um, Leicester match a couple of episodes ago. We're going to be kind of reacting uh, live to what's happening in the match. Um, so. What are you What are you thinking in terms of the score? What do you reckon that the the, the score is going to be? Okay, so we're away. I mean, I don't know how mm. good are Aston Villa at home. That's the other thing I wanted to check from a statistical point of view. But uh, mm. I think I don't. I might curse them. Oh no, like we did uh, the previous episode, Leicester. Uh, I want them yeah. to hopefully. At least two goals. So, I don't know. I can imagine like an early scare, something happening, like a red card. Or yeah. A, yeah. 
because Villa sort of can play the similar free at the back kind of system to us. So it might be more. I don't know. It, it looks more, as though. I don't know. Um, looking at the lineups for the the two teams, it looks as though. Um, it looks as though Villa are lining up with a back four, um, and then they got Pepe Reina in goal. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, Eddie Nketi is back from his suspension, so he's playing up front for us, and then he's got uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang either side of him. Um, right, so we don't have Mustafi because he's out injured. Sorry. Uh, Aston Villa at home, only uh, 21 goals at home this season. So I hmm. you know, can't imagine. I can't imagine. They might get one, but uh, I think I think we'll it's, it's difficult to. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to know how much home advantage plays into it now that there's no fans. Um, because, I mean, yeah, our away form generally has been horrendous. Um, but, it, yeah, it's like, there's no, fa- you know, it's, it could be any stadium, you know, so it's like, I, I don't know. Um, I reckon we'll probably squeak a 1-0. Um, that seems to be, when we, if we do, when we play well away from home, we seem to be able to, uh, we seem to just win 1-0. So I think that, I reckon that will be, That'll be the score. It looks like they've just kicked off, so we'll find out pretty soon. Um, so that'll be that'll be going on in the background um, this episode, listeners. So we'll be checking in with that on a, a regular basis as and when stuff happens. Um, but uh, but yeah, was there any other? Um, I think we covered everything Arsenal wise, haven't we? Uh, other football I stuff. So. I shall have. To, I did all this. I even checked those news. And now I've forgotten it again. Oh, uh, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Hang on. Well, it's not, I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot that's this. I mean, you know, Liverpool are still champions. I mean, well, Norwich is still relegated. Chelsea um, signing another German player. Well, yeah. Uh, Kai Havertz, I think his name is. Kai Havertz. Yeah. Uh, Leverkusen. So, yeah. They're going yeah. to be spending, spending, spending. Um, well, we could talk about uh, Nigel. Is it? Yeah, it's Nigel Pearson. Is that his name? I, forget, I always forget. Oh, yeah. Pearson getting. Uh, yeah. Um, very weird time to, to sack. Uh, yeah. So it, it, he was sacked uh, on Sunday. Um, and as we said, Watford have, have just played their penultimate match of the season. So. You know, there are two final matches within the space of this week, and they sacked him on the Sunday night um, after they uh, after they lost to was it West Ham? I think they lost to. Um, yeah, very very weird timing on that. Um, so that's three managers, three managers, and three sackings in the space of one season for Watford. Um, their owners seem pretty ruthless. So they they're just you know they they do not seem to have a great deal of patience. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I always worry about. Um, I don't want to become like a Watford, you know, sacking managers every you know, six months or whatever. No, God, and, no. Uh, no. It's the thing or, they have, uh, or Leeds. Oh, I suppose that's the other thing, Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, 
that's the other one I want to talk about. But uh, just before, just before Leeds, I want to talk. Uh, Pep Guardiola mm. came out and said that he respects Arsenal uh, on the pitch, just oh, not yeah. off the off the pitch, <laughs> because of uh, yeah. We were one of the chief snitches get stitches. Yeah. Basically, we were one of the snitches <laughs> behind there to have them appealed to the UEFA or whoever it was when they uh, yeah spending all that money and then yeah taking Arteta away as their assistant manager yeah or the, yeah he's he doesn't got much uh, respect for Arsenal off the pitch. I mean, it was great kind of to see him sitting on that Gatorade um, cooler, just head head. Head in his hands, yeah. and just completely out of, out of ideas. The great Guardiola, could, yeah, you know, it's bankrupt tactically. Wearing those, those weird jeans as well with the like the, the fake rips in them. Yeah, like the, those jeans are like absolute shit. Normally he's quite stylish. I think he dresses pretty well, but yeah, the, it's just like man, those, that's those jeans are a weird choice. Um, but yeah, he basically doesn't like Arsenal because uh, we, <laughs> we we told on them. Um, but it wasn't, I mean, it was Arsenal and a bunch of other like teams, but yeah, I think there's like seven or eight teams that, um, reported city to the, the financial fair play, um, commission or whatever. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, city, as we covered last week, city beat that. So what's he bitching for? And also he said that he would, he, he had, he wouldn't have had any problem with Arteta coming to Arsenal. Like he wouldn't have stopped him from coming yeah. to Arsenal. So it's like. I don't really understand his beef there either. Maybe he's still mad when Arsenal beat Barcelona that game. Uh, was it when oh, we yeah. had Fabregas and it, I remember he frittered a pass to... Was it... I, anyway, yeah, there was that one game. I think it was 2-1 to Arsenal. Yeah. But then they you know, destroyed us yeah. in, the, uh, in, the, in the second leg because Barcelona at home in the Champions League. I mean, that's like playing... Uh, yeah. Hardest difficulty Obviously. ever, and referees a twelfth man as well. I yeah. Mean. So yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah. Guardiola's yeah. uh, he's a he's kind of an asshole, really, isn't he? I mean, everyone lords it. What a he's what a an bit end of, of a bitch. He's yeah. kind of a, he's kind of an asshole, a bit of a bitch. Anyway, I do, Yeah, I don't I don't hate him as much as a lot of other football fans seem to, but uh, but yeah, he seems to following this following this um the fallout from the financial fair play thing and uh, his comments uh, this week about, about Arsenal. Um, yeah. He seems like a bit of a, a bit of a bitch, bit of a whiny, uh, whiny little bald um, baby man. Yeah. He does look like a baby with a beard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm getting notifications from various group chats here again. Um, but uh yeah. Uh, also, yeah, we should mention that Leeds are, are back in the Premiership. They, I mean, talking about like you know clubs getting through managers, um, uh, you know, at an insane rate. Um, I mean, Leeds, Leeds are kind of the the kings of that almost, aren't they? I mean, they went through. There yeah. was a period where they they had something like thirteen managers in twelve seasons or something like that. I mean, it's, it's insane. Now they got uh, one of my personal favourites as a sort of coach, uh, uh, Bielsa. I was like, that was a surprise for me. Yeah, when I first Beelzebub. Beelzebub. I was like, because I loved his uh, his Bilbao team when he uh, took on Man United. That was great. Uh, yeah, mm. he's, I like how you know he plays plays good football. He plays all that kind of rotational positioning. Free, you know, 
kind of like total football for a modern age, really. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting mm. to see Leeds back up in the Premier League. Yeah, well done, Leeds. Yeah, and they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, and their dreadful fans uh, ruining it for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sorry if you're a Leeds fan listening to this. I'm sorry, but like, come on. You. I mean, you must know. Um. But yeah, they're they're back after an absence of whatever it was. Sixteen um, years. Yeah, a lot of our, um, a lot of the like the real dumb guy pundits that we talk about a lot here, people like Robbie Savage uh, and all that, are um, very excited to have a, a big club, a big club <laughs> back in the Premiership, um, a big club like Leeds. You know, they were the they were the first um, big club. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah, the biggest and the, the yeah. Biggest and uh, yeah, just the again, you know, the original, the original cunt fan. Really, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's that famous story about when Bournemouth played them back in the was it the eighties, um, and they won, but the Leeds fans then just proceeded to trash the whole of Bournemouth. Basically, you know, they they had a giant bonfire with all of the deck chairs on the beach. They smashed up a bunch of pubs and um, just yeah, yeah, started just starting fights everywhere they went and uh yeah so yeah fuck leeds fans um but uh, yeah they're back in the premiership it'd be interesting to see how much that how long that lasts because i mean you know when villa came back up everyone was like oh they're back in the premiership is where they belong and you know here we are they're about to get relegated so <laughs> could be that they're uh, yeah leeds are, are back just for the one season yeah it depends on who they bring in because i don't know how much money they got but um i don't know they might have to, I mean. Patrick Bamford, I don't know how good he is. I mean, it's the championship. I mean, with players like that, I don't know. He does seem to, every time he's sort of, because he's been in the premiership at a couple of teams, I think, isn't he, Bamford? Yeah. And he's never he's never done particularly well. Um, I think his, his level is definitely at a championship. Like, same with that, um, uh, Alexandra Mitrovic at, at Fulham. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's scored, he's scored like 30 goals or something in the championship this season, but when Fulham were in the Premiership, it was like he, you know, he wasn't anywhere near that consistent or that lethal. So, some strikers just, yeah, they they find their level. That you know, they they they're the best at being the big fish in the little pond. Um, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, I think Leeds. It, it will be interesting to see how who they who they sign. I mean, they've clearly got a very capable uh, manager. You know, they've got a very a smart manager that isn't just going to go the. Uh, the Mick McCarthy route of just signing championship and league one players um, with the goal, of, you know, with the, with the, the goal of just kind of staving off a relegation battle for as long as possible. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how long they're actually back for. I mean, Bielsa, to be fair, if he, he is nicknamed, uh, is it El Loco or something like that? He is, he can be quite mental, yeah. which, which will be fun if he does flip out eventually. You know, after the whole um, spy, yeah. Spygate thing with uh, when Lampard was Derby County manager, that was hilarious. And he started having a whole oh, yeah. whole presentation on Derby County's tactics for the whole journalists. It's like, I mean, everyone could see yeah. this. You just have to watch them. Anyway, it was great. Great stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it'd be interesting um, to see Bielsa in the Premier League. I mean, can't wait for when it's Leeds v Arsenal and they destroy us <laughs> and uh, everyone's like Leeds <laughs> yeah. are back yeah we beat Arsenal although I mean we always but, but I think the real one's going to be <laughs> against Man yeah. United 
which I wanted to briefly talk about with Man United. Uh, the uh, Ollie's at the wheel. They got knocked out of the FA Cup. Ollie's at the wheel. You know all that. Yeah, our, uh, our our Man United correspondent uh, Mark Goldbridge tweeted that yeah, it's, it, it, it's something like <laughs> in the in the space of a week we could be we could finish in the top four, have an FA Cup final, and uh, sign Sancho or whatever. And it was just, I was just like, even before they played in the semi final, I was just like, I, yeah, none of this is going to happen. Like you're, <laughs> like you're saying that oh, within a week all these things get all these things could happen. It's just like. I, None of it is like you're not going to get to the final. I I doubt they'll finish. I think they'll they'll fuck it up right at the end, and they won't finish in the top four. And I don't. I the only noise I hear about Sancho going anywhere is from United fans. I I, I don't. I, I've not read or seen anything about the, to the effect of him. Uh, he, I, I've not even heard of him. Sort of like you know, interested in moving away from Dortmund to anywhere. I, I don't. I, frankly, I don't see why he, he would at this point. I, but I mean, clearly there's lots of interest in him. But I, yeah, so yeah, so United um, not in the FA Cup final. Um, it's going to be Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, but yeah, and again, yeah, David de Gea um, uh, fumbled. Everything. I don't know. It, it, it's like he's yeah. It, I mean, we should yeah we should mention that uh, we want a, we wish. Roy Keane a speedy recovery from his <laughs> rage-induced stroke um, yeah. that he that he no doubt had watching De Gea um, fumble the yeah the the two goals and then Maguire it was Maguire that scored the own goal wasn't it Maguire yeah. Maguire 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 um yeah so I mean and, and um. You know, I don't want to. We don't need to gloat about it too much, but I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. we we joke about Nicholas Pepe being uh, a flop at seventy. We're riding this smug wave, but uh, we'll enjoy it where we can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but we we joke about Nicholas Pepe being a huge flop, and uh, be you know, we overpaid for him at seventy-two million pounds or whatever. But um, at least we didn't pay eighty million pounds for Harry Maguire. You know, yeah. we we aren't the club that made Harry Maguire the most expensive defender in the history of football. Um, so I, you know, there's 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 that. Uh, it, was, it was quite funny. I remember at the start of the season when Daniel James, who just come to United and was on, yeah, had a few goals, and everyone was saying, "Look, he's such a what a steal for you know eight million, way way better than Nicolas Pepe," and since then has done nothing hasn't hardly played in the team yeah and everyone all the United fans I saw online were turned against him saying oh he's rubbish mate he's rubbish yeah <laughs> and I and you know I speak at a cockney because yeah. most most United fans are from London you know <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah I mean that yeah that's that's a, that's a bit of a stereotype I mean actually we all know they're all actually from Ireland uh, yeah <laughs> They're anywhere. And they're I'm, from anywhere I'm allowed but to say that because all of my, f- yeah. I mean, I'm I'm allowed to say that because all of my family's Irish and they they are all they they are all United fans. Um. So it, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, man. It's almost as though United fans are a bunch of fickle assholes. Who'd have thought? Anyway, um, yeah. So was was there any other football business to uh, to attend to? Uh, nothing that interesting. I mean. Just the usual. I think we've got majority of it this week. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, 
we'll uh, we'll we well, uh, Junior Funners will return after these messages. That's right, everybody. The can check's back. Um, we're just drinking some Carlsberg this week. It's just uh, yeah, keeping it keeping it light. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're back and um, currently no score in the uh, the Villa Arsenal match. Um, just looking on the uh, I'm 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 doing like you did last time. I'm looking at the Sofa Score site rather than the BBC Sport website because that seems to be very slow. Okay. All right. Um, this is the thing. I, I, I'm tempting fate by constantly looking at the score. <sighs> You're not watching the actual match, so it's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we've, uh, we, we're going to move on in our, um, our recurring segment. Uh, the uh, the shit house eleven. Um, this week we're we're talking about midfielders. So this is that uh, we're we're sort of uh, building the ultimate uh, team of uh, of shitheads across uh, across the history of uh, of, of football. Um, so I mean, the, yeah, there's there's quite a few um, sort of very you know very key obvious choices here. I mean, we we mentioned him once already, but yeah, I mean, Roy Keane is 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 got to be in there. I mean, again, speaking as Arsenal fans. Um, Roy Keane's got to be in there, isn't he? Yep. I mean, nailed on. I mean, he's going to have who to captain? Who would be captain? We've got so many uh, potential captains of this team. But and for for Roy yeah. Keane, I feel we have to sort of balance it out and have a truly awful player. And I don't know. I would like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Should, I would go for obvious one and just say Vinnie Jones, but. It's like the most easiest. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I've just thought of another one as well. Um, Savage, Robbie Savage. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Let's have him because he's more fun. If we're talking, because uh, Vinnie Joe's could. I was going to say, yeah. If we're talking in. truly awful players, yeah. Let's have Robbie Savage. Yeah. Robbie. Yeah, Vinnie Jones will. <laughs> Vinnie Jones Vinnie... will find us and kill us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he is the juggernaut because he's the juggernaut, bitch. Remember exactly. that? Yeah. That's the best best film ever. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- yeah, Robbie Savage is is uh, if we talk if we're trying to balance out um, Roy Keane with a, a truly awful player, I think that's that's the thing. Like Robbie Savage is like um, just a failure on all fronts. I mean, he's he's a, we've talked in depth about why he's such a terrible pundit, but then. He wasn't even a good player. Like he, yeah. he, he offers no insight. Having he never accomplished anything in his career. Like he, he I think he won the he won the Worthington Cup uh, with Leicester, maybe. And it's like he, he just, yeah. He's one of those players where it's like the the key. Like if you're looking for like positives in his career, like the key statistic is just like he 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 just it's just the number of appearances isn't it like it's just the number of number of games he's played in because he's one of those guys that 
didn't retire until he was well into his thirties. Yeah. Um, he just, yeah. Useless. Absolutely. He, he just, he was never like his off the ball play was always really bad. I remember he would just chase after the ball. He would never like, he'd never like move off the ball to try and win it back. He would just chase after wherever the ball was. Um, just a yeah, just a, a stupid dickhead. I love on Wikipedia. It's, it's got a category for him: style of play and controversies. And it says Savage Savage's style as a midfielder was all action and energetic, and he regularly collected yellow cards. And for a while, he held the dubious <laughs> distinction of being awarded the yeah. most yellow cards of any Premier League player in the league's history, eighty-nine. Although he has now been taken over by Lee Bowyer, uh, Kevin Davis, and Paul Scholes. So. <laughs> I, wow. I, there, there was a, another potential mention, Lee Bowyer, but uh, I don't know. That's a bit too old school. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Robbie I don't know. Savage, I think it's but... it's worth talking. Of, I mean, I think yeah. I think Bowyer is probably worth including just just because of the 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 fight that him and Kieran Dyer had. Yeah. Like that is still one of the most insane moments in football that I can ever remember watching him. And for people that don't know, in the, this is in the late nineties, early two thousands, wasn't it? They, they were both playing at Newcastle at the time. Um, and apparently they, they never got on very well anyway. Um, but yeah, they were playing, I can't remember if they were playing, but they were losing. Um, and that, yeah, there was just this, just escalating kind of war of words, these little kind of, barbs going back and forth during the match and then um it escalated into a full-blown fist fight in the center circle of the pitch like between two players that are on the same team um yeah like just two players just absolutely going at it like they, they were go- i remember they were going at it so hard that boya actually ripped dyer's shirt like he like he really wasn't holding but like this wasn't just like banter or a bit of handbags or whatever like they really he really fucking hated kieran dyer um and uh yeah, I think did they I think they both got sent off for that, or Boya did. Um but yeah, I've never seen that's something that you hear about like in you know, in like the lower leagues of football or even you know, like Sunday league stuff, just like local local lads that are hung over as fuck while they're playing Sunday league football fighting each other. But for for two players at the highest tier of uh of, of British football, um to be just having a fist fight on the pitch in the middle of a match is insane. Yeah. And that's not the only time that Boya like let his temper get the better more of him either, but that, that moment kind of encapsulates why he belongs in the shit house 11. I think we're going to, another obvious one, uh, Joey Barton, the great Joey Barton, the, uh, yeah. much what, maligned I mean, shit house 11, the much maligned cultured genius. Yeah. That is yeah. Joey Barton. Yes, cultured genius. Yes, um, I mean, yeah. What what shit house eleven would be complete without Joey Barton? Really, I mean, I think he he's he's probably our captain. I would say, isn't he? Above in in terms of shit houseery, I think he's ahead of Keane. Yeah, I think I think for comedy purposes, um, he's got to be the captain. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, well, because he, I mean, he's among among his other. Um, remarks uh, about his own career i mean he he famously said that he should have been england captain um yeah having never was he ever capped for england i don't think he even I ever think played for england did he once in a friendly against brazil i think he came on 
I'm gonna look. Jeez, I, because he was. This was. Um, I think this was. This was around the time that the Rooney was announced. Wayne Rooney was announced as uh, as like the permanent England captain, um, and yeah, he was saying that he Wayne Rooney shouldn't be captain. He's he's better than Wayne Rooney, and he would have made. Joey Barton was saying, I I I would make a better England. I should be England captain ahead of Wayne Rooney. It's just like. Bitch, you're not even. You're not even in like the top hundred uh, players in your position. Like, it, <laughs> like you are you are so far away from being in the England, being on the team bus, let alone being the captain. I mean, it's just nuts the delusion on that guy. And it's like, and that's the thing. It's probably not even delusion. Like he is that type of cunt that just says outrageous stuff like that to get a reaction. And you know, to quote Limmy. We're giving it to him, you know. Gotta, gotta give him that. He wanted a reaction, and we're giving it to him. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was Spain, not Brazil. Yeah, yeah, that was. Mm. Despite his recent criticism, yeah, that's he's definitely the guy. England squad. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the guy you want lining up against Spain as well in in that era, because that was that would have been around the time that Spain would truly dominant. In in world football, weren't they? I think they were just that about sort of that, that hot streak they had. Two thousand seven. So you were just about just before Euro two thousand eight when they won that. I was the start, and then they went yeah. on to win the World Cup. This, and then the start of that kind of golden era for them. Yeah, that so this is yeah. All all of the players that won all of those trophies would have been playing for Spain, and then in our <laughs> and then in our squad we've got JB Joey Barton. Um, just you know, I got to imagine just pissing everyone off on the on the team bus and in the in the changing rooms. Um, yeah, yeah. and that again, you know, we're not even we're barely scratching because there's just so many. Uh, there's just so many things to talk about with him in terms of what makes him uh, a perfect candidate for the shit house eleven. You know, it, the the fact that he has a, an insane overestimation of his own talent. Uh, being one of them, but then just the fact that he's just uh, he just seems to be a massive prick to everyone. Um, he'll slag everyone off. He'll try and fight everybody. You know, this guy's been arrested multiple times for, or he's been charged multiple times with you know with assault by the police and stuff. Um, you know, he's been sent off a bunch of times for making horrible tackles or just going over and attacking. But I remember that um, when he was at QPR and it was the, the last match of the season when when City won the the league and there was that whole thing where I don't think he wasn't even playing but there was this whole kind of uh ruckus that started and he just ran off the bench to start like having a go at the City players it was just like such a classic Joey Barton thing of like you're not even you're not even part of this like why are you sticking your dick in like what are you why why are you here Yes, he was uh, quite a quite a card, that Jerry Barton. Um, yeah, I was I was trying to yes, look for a, a quote. Trying trying to look for. Uh oh, you've been dr- sorry, Lawrence. We got some breaking news here. Uh oh, it would appear that it would appear that Villa have gone one nil up. Oh, damn it! Uh, I'm. Trying to get some more information on this, but 
sofa score don't actually seem to be I knew it. Yeah. Thirteenth um, of May, final day of the season. QPR requiring at least a draw away at Manchester City, and for Bolton Wanderers not to win. Barton was sent off in the fifty-fifth minute for violent conduct after elbowing Carlos Tevez in the face. Immediately after being shown a red card, that was it. He kicked Sergio Aguero in the back of the knee and attempted to headbutt Vincent Company. Barton had to be dragged off from the pitch that by former it. teammate Michael Richards as he rowed with Manchester City players and staff and attempted to square off with striker Mario Balotelli. <laughs> yeah. That was it, yeah. So everyone everyone on the cube, that was it. He was he was playing, but everyone on the QPR bench had to run onto the pitch or they were like crowding at the side of the pitch, desperately trying to get him to trying to get him to leave <laughs> trying to get him to leave the field. Um, because he just kept trying to fight everybody. And it's like, you know, you, like that list of names kind of gives you an idea of like just how how out of his depth he is playing against players like Aguero and company. It, like all he can do is just try and fight them physically because he knows he's never going to be able to outplay them. He's never going to be able to like like shove it in their face by, you know, by outplaying them or winning against them. So all he can do is just trying to headbutt them and kick them and, you know, probably, I would imagine, you know, if he'd said it there a couple of minutes longer, probably saying some pretty racist shit as well. <laughs> um, wouldn't ever put that past him. Um, totally seems like that kind of guy. But, um, yeah, right. Yeah, it looks as though, yeah, we got a goal by Trezeguet, um, assisted by Tyrone Mings. So, yeah. Well, I heard that's, uh, Tyrone that's bad Mings. news for, for Bournemouth, of course. I could have. That was another one. I thought Tyrone Mings because he could be quite a dirty player at times. I remember there was a couple of occasions. I remember, especially well, it was against mm. Man United, so it's kind of justified. But when Ibrahimovic and him had a little, had a little uh, tussle, and uh, when he clearly stamped on Ibrahimovic's yeah. head, and then he's and then when they asked him after the game, and you said, oh, "I, I, I would never do that. I would never do that." So he's got, he's got that. <laughs> yeah. He's got that dirty streak in him, but yeah, it was difficult, difficult to feel. When it's against Ibrahimovic, it's kind of fair play, I guess. I mean, exactly, yeah, difficult to feel bad for for Zlatan. Barton commented after the match, saying that he was trying to quote take one of their players with me. <laughs> the FA responded by issuing two charges of violent conduct. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He accepted yeah. the charge for kicking this, Aguero, I, but this, denied the charge for attempting to headbutt company. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real cool guy, this Barton. And this is a real chill dude. And this, again, this is all stuff, that, this is just his on-the-pitch stuff. Um, you know, this isn't just like a like a persona that he's got. Like, he really is this guy. Like, he does... He does get into fights and and shit like just in his everyday life, seemingly constantly. Um, so yeah, I mean he's what he's he's manager now. Is he the Barnet manager? Yeah, yeah. And I just remember because no, he had like no, a Fleetwood touchline Town, band yeah, for, that's it, sorry. for yeah. He that's Fleetwood it, Fleetwood. Town. Yeah, not Barnet. Yeah, Fleetwood Town. Uh, he was oh. He was in the news last year. 
after a 4 2 air defeat to Barnsley, South Yorkshire Police launched an investigation after Barton allegedly assaulted opposition manager Daniel Stendhal in the tunnel. Uh, yeah, I remember that because I believe <laughs> you mentioned it was last year. I believe that was the same day that we recorded the first episode of this podcast. Um, so well, yeah, I, I do remember that. Speaking of fairly recent racism, his brother was sentenced to life imprisonment for his involvement in the racially motivated murder of Anthony Walker in two thousand five. Yeah, great stuff. What the fuck? <laughs> What is up with the Bartons, man? Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, Joey Barton, uh, you're the, <laughs> the captain of the shithouse 11. Um, and I think that's that's our, that's our midfield four, I think, isn't it? We got, um, we got, uh, we got Roy Keane, Joey B, uh, Lee Bowyer, and um, Robbie Savage. I think that's that's a pretty good... That's a good shithouse, uh, shithouse midfield. I don't know whether to include him because he's more of a winger, but I don't know whether you agree with this one. Uh, Craig Bellamy? <sighs> I, I, I get where you're coming from. I think an honourable mention for him, maybe. He's, he's definitely annoying. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's quite on the level of, of the other guys that we've mentioned. Yeah, he, um, he just had a but yeah, habit of... Yeah, I mean, he, he was a real prick. He just had a habit of falling out with every manager he played for, especially under Mancini at Manchester City. Yeah, isn't that City. weird? It was pretty great, but... Just a mention, possible potential on the bench, maybe. Yeah. It is very funny that there's that, there's that era of, of City players that were like... Because when they first got... When the, the money first came into the club, Mark Hughes was still the manager. So it was like, <laughs> you know, they had like unlimited money, but it was still Mark Hughes making the signings. So it was like you had players like like Gareth Bellamy. Barry. It was like Gareth proper, Barry. proper Premier League um, Brexit team. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I think, I think David James might have still been there at that point as well. I'm not sure, but yeah. It, it, so there's like all these like, and then obviously like Mancini comes in, and it's but there's still like the remnants of all these sort of like, uh, just old school Mark Hughes, <laughs> Mark Hughes signings, um, left over. It's yeah, it's it's funny. Um, but yeah, I think Bellamy's a, a decent shout. I mean, I um, I mean, if we're talking wingers, I mean, uh, Neymar obviously is uh, a big fucking uh, piece of shit. It really sends me into a rage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a real real little bitch. Um, his name are. The constant um, diving. You can watch any number of YouTube compilations of him diving. Diving and not just doing that, but like the, the rolling around and the, 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 the crying and the screaming. Um, yeah, he's really bad at that. And he's also just... Like, just... Just uh, nakedly... Uh, only cares about money, really. Like one of those players that really and truly uh, will just go anywhere uh, for for the money. Um, so yeah, yeah, big uh, big fucks to to Neymar. I think he's he's uh, definitely definitely worthy of a place in the shit house uh, in the shit house team. Yeah, if we play uh, midfield, if we play a front three, then he can be on the 
either either side. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we got we got our midfield. Yeah. That was easy. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. We- yeah. As easy as I thought it would be. Um, I'm just uh, yeah, just looking for any updates on the the game. So it looks as though it's uh, uh, it's from a corner. Fuck's sake! Oh, see. So yeah, uh, weak again from set pieces. Yes. Um, Those damn corners. And it's yeah, it's bad bad news for Bournemouth, um, who obviously need Villa to. to I mean, you know, City did them a huge favour by uh, uh, smashing Watford, but yeah, Bournemouth are counting on us to 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 beat Villa today. So. You know, take it to the final day of the season, and then maybe they can stay up. But uh, yep, at the moment, looks like our away form uh, is um, once again letting us down. So, yeah, more on that as it develops. Um, who's playing? Now who's, I've got some. Who's uh, team, I've, sorry, who's in the team for Arsenal? Uh, which team? So, so we got. Um, so Martinez in goal. Got the back three of uh, Bob Bob Holding, um, David Luiz, and uh, Side Kalasinac, and then uh, across the midfield we got uh, Bukayo Saka, Torreira, and Ceballos in the middle, and then um, Suarez um, on the uh, on on the right, and then uh, up front we got um, it's uh, Aubameyang, Lacazette, and, and Ketia. It looks like and Ketia has now moved out to the wing. And Lacazette's playing through the middle, uh, and then we got yeah Aubameyang out on the the left. So that's how we've uh, that's how we've started. Um, options on the bench. I mean, yeah, he's got Pepe, Xhaka, Willock on the bench. Um, Bellerin, Tierney, Maitland Niles, Socrates, uh, Matthew Smith. who looks like he's a young defender, and then Matt Macy is obviously the substitute goalie. So options on the bench potentially. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we need a win just to get you know. If we don't win the FA Cup, I mean, you know, we at least have some just, semblance just make, of a chance to, of getting yeah. into Europe. Yeah, hmm. it, 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 and just so you know, we can get some sort of a respectable finish in the league. You know, I'd rather not finish tenth. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Everyone's we can't we can't brag too much because it's like, oh, you're only tenth. We are becoming a mid-table team. So yeah. depressing. Oh man. Yeah. That it's that, um, that fucking Unai yeah. Emery. It's all him. Don't blame Arsenal. It's him, Emery, who guess guess is now. Yeah. He's the new uh, Villarreal manager, and uh, it's great timing because Santi Cazorla uh, is leaving Villarreal, much like he did Arsenal when Emery came. Yeah. He's going to play in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> He'd rather play in Saudi Arabia than play for Unai yeah. Emery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Talk about playing for the money. I mean, yeah. Uh, playing out in Saudi Arabia, that must be that must be a pretty cushy gig. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, maybe Emery, he's probably better managing in Spain. Um, but yeah, he wasn't, clearly wasn't cut out for the premiership. I think it's it's either Qatar or Saudi Arabia. Any either way, it's it's yeah, it's uh, just for money. So you don't have to like. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, Qatar. I mean they've got yeah. crazy money as well. So I mean that's yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. That I mean, well, there's, there's talk ahead because Ola 
joining the uh, the coaching staff at Arsenal when he when he does retire. Mm. I think Arteta said he'd love to to work with him. So I mean that would be that'd be cool to have him back at the club. Um, him and yeah, him and Per Mertesacker and Arteta, all just that era of uh, era of Wenger players that uh, <laughs> should have won more than they did, <laughs> all uh, coming together to coach a team that probably will uh, end up winning even less. So yeah, no, we've got to be positive. Got to be, I, got to be after the after the, the City match, I was actually. I mean, we could beat Chelsea. I was actually filled I mean, with hope for the first time. We could beat Chelsea. I mean, we could. I mean, we have. I mean, we do. Beat them in the FA Cup final three years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's 2017 it's, all over again. We've, you know, we've beaten Liverpool. Yeah, we've beaten Liverpool and uh, City in the space of a week. You know, there's no reason why we can't beat Chelsea as well. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I yeah, I was finally, I finally felt some hope after the the City match. So I hope that that I ho- I hope that that hope is justified. And that Arsenal don't fuck it up by now by losing to Villa, um, because it's just going to be it. It you know that would just effectively prove that nothing's changed. Um, you know we're still so we're one still step forward. Actually, the momentum is just gone. One step forward and then like ten steps back every time. It's always the same. Exactly. Yeah. One step forward and then a season-ending injury is usually how it goes for Arsenal. Ugh, come on. We, I, I can't get the stats for some reason on my phone. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with the... Uh... Anyway, I'll have to check later. Mm. Well, I've got... Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Sofa Score and uh, BBC Sport. Um, looks as though... You know, so, yeah, one one shot on target in the match so far, and it's uh, it's the, go- <laughs> the, the Villa goal. Um, we got 63% possession. But clearly, we're not doing anything with it. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we um, hopefully we can bounce back from that. Um, so, I think that yeah, we do, I, we we're, we're sort of done with the the shit house eleven um, midfield. Yeah. I think next week, next week we're talking strikers, um, which I think there's going to be quite a few. I think you know, I think of a few already. But um, yeah, we'll we'll get into that next week. Um, it's or uh, should we do it now? Because next week we'll probably be talking about the end of the season and doing a like a, a wrap up review of the end of the season. So should we just get that out of the way now? What do you oh, say? yeah. Try get it done quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we only got to think of two, haven't we? So it's not you know we've uh, yeah we've got the the four defenders and four midfielders. We only got to think of two strikers. Um. And the, I mean the, the two that I can think of right off the bat. Um, we've talked about him a lot before, but Luis Suarez. Um, I mean that he's he's got to be in there. I mean you know all of his uh, all of his biting, diving, spitting, racist abuse. Take your pick, basically. Um, just a real, real fucking uh, real cunt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I can add to that. He's yeah. I mean he's, yeah he's comfortably in there. Just a real piece of shit. It was uh, yeah, it was great having yeah. all the Liverpool fans boo him in that match uh, when Barcelona, yeah, uh, yeah, kicking Andy Robertson in the leg. What a dick! I mean, yeah, yeah. What and a- then yeah, then the fact that he is like properly racist as well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, Luis Suarez comfortably um, leads the line in, in the shithouse 11. My other nominee was going to be um, El Hedge Juf, um, mm. a, a slightly old school choice, yeah. talking, you know, thinking like early, early 2000s. Um, but yeah, the, for, for people that aren't familiar with, with El Hedge Juf, again, you can look up any number of YouTube compilations of the guy um, spitting. He just couldn't stop spitting at players. Um, or fans, he would. <laughs> the guy would just gob uh, seemingly every match uh, at, at someone um, if things weren't going his way. Yeah, I mean, he had a, a different hairstyle every other game as well. That was another thing I remember distinct. Uh, I have one possible candidate, a uh, very old school one as well, uh, Paul Dickoff. Hmm. Or um, I very vaguely remember the name. I, d- I don't quite. So that was another potential. I can't remember I can much go, about him. But he was an ex Arsenal player, so maybe we can. Uh, maybe no, yeah. Now nah, screw that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I well, got because no, I mean we, t- we talked. I you know, we, we talked about a buoy. We talked yeah. about a buoy for our uh, uh, our back four. So that, you know, Arsenal Arsenal players aren't off the table just because they're Arsenal oh, yeah. players. I have one. Adebayor. Okay. Because uh, yes, yes, that's that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah. I mean, oh man. We, I mean, talking about players that just follow the money. I mean, that is uh, he really typifies that. I mean, he and uh, part of me wants to say fair play to him because he, you know, he, he wasn't that technically gifted um, as a player, but. He managed to bang in enough goals to keep the big clubs interested, um, and so he just he went around to all of them, um, getting you know I, what I would imagine was at least a couple of million each time as a signing on bonus, um, and just yeah, just collecting. You know, he he was uh, all about securing the bag. As, he definitely uh, as, was as today's rappers say. He was the. Quintessential um, old school, like well, mid two thousands Premier League footballer who just all about the money. Just who's mm. got the most money? I'm going there. Yeah, and um, yeah, treated the fans like shit. Um, similar to Bellamy, fell out with pretty much every manager he ever had. Um, and if he did fall out with the manager, he just would uh, just lose interest. You know, just deliberately stop playing. Um, with any effort whatsoever. Um, yeah. And then he just, you know, as he moved from club to club, he'd always slag off the previous club um, and the previous club's managers and their fans. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, I mean, to this day, he's still mad about Arsene Wenger. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, his, his whole deal was typified when he, when he moved from, uh, from Arsenal to, to city um, and he scored against Arsenal in, uh, in um, at the Etihad. He ran the length of the pitch uh, to celebrate in front of the Arsenal fans, yeah, and was then uh, roundly pelted uh, with uh, burgers and hot dogs. Uh, he just uh, everyone in the everyone in the Arsenal away stand just threw a bunch of food at him. I, I, I'm still um, amazed that he got a loan to Madrid. Like that's what is hmm. so crazy. Like even Mourinho thought at the time that he would be a good option to have because he's just so god off well he weirdly he he does fit the mold of um a Mourinho striker yeah. doesn't he? i mean like Mourinho 
has a very uh, specific way of setting his teams. That he'll, he'll basically just goes through the spine of the team. Like he'll pick, he'll get like a invest however much money it takes to get a proper world class goalkeeper. Um, you'll get like a, you know just a, a a giant kind of enforcer centre back, um, and then a, a midfield like a you know like a Makaleli type or whatever in midfield. Um, to kind of break up the play, and then he'll always just have like a you know a six foot plus striker um, that they can hit on the break um, after they park the bus, you know. So whether it's uh, Lukaku at United or Drogba at Chelsea or uh, Costa at Chelsea or Ibrahimovic um, at United, or you know now he's got Harry Kane at Tottenham, um, Adebayor would definitely he is definitely in that mold of just uh, insanely tall. Um, strikers that you can just aim the ball at, and it pretty much will just hit him and then go in. Um, so it, I mean, it's but then again, like it's you know, you look at Adebayor compared to some of those other strikers that I just mentioned, and it is a bit like, uh, yeah, uh, not quite on the same level. Um, do we? But want yeah, to I mean, include... I'm just looking at the list of clubs. Sorry, do we want? Did we want to include? Well, I was, I was just looking at the list of clubs. Just before we move on to the, the next one, I was just looking at um, the list of clubs that Adebayor played for. And it is, I mean, if you, on paper, you look at it and think, wow, this guy must have been, this guy must have been up there with the best of the best. You know, he, so he started out at Mets and then he played for Monaco, moved to Arsenal, then Man City, Madrid on loan, Spurs, um, and then towards the latter stage of his career, yeah, uh, Palace. And then I think he moved out to, to, um, Turkey plays for yeah Istanbul, uh, Kayseripor, yeah, and uh, uh, now he plays for Club Olympia. Um, so it, it, yeah, I think he, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, you look at those clubs and think like, wow, he must have been really good to play for all of those. And then uh, you see him play, and then you're just like, oh wow, um, yeah, that's uh, a lot of people made a lot of very serious errors. Yeah, I wanted to just um, don't know whether you wanted to include Zlatan Ibrahimovic or Diego Costa, or would they be just too obvious? But are they just too good to be in the team, even though they are uh, cunts? <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, they, they. I mean, they definitely deserve honourable mentions. I mean, we, you know, we we talk about them a lot as kind of, um, you know, kind of the. Um, the yardstick uh, against which kind of other cunty forwards um, uh, are measured. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, Zlatan and, and Diego Costa are good examples of, of the type of player that uh, we're looking for for the shit house eleven. Um, like you said, it's possibly too obvious to to make the the, the starting lineup, but yeah, it's it's, it's those sorts of guys. Um, that we're looking for, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, ideally, we're, you know, we're, the, those sorts of guys that kind of go the extra mile, you know, like like Luis Suarez, who, on top of just being obnoxious, um, is also legitimately a racist and uh, can't stop biting yeah. people, or El Hajj Juf, uh, you know, who will who will uh, I think he also got done for racially abusing other players, um, besides just gobbing uh, constantly. Um, so, yeah. I had um, a potential add to the goalkeepers, uh, Kiko Casilla, because of, uh, of alleged uh, 
racial comments he had made at a player, and he. Uh, oh really? I mean, it was at he got it was, maybe it was last year or sometime. Yeah. Anyway, just a mm. thought that came into my head. Anyway. Yeah. That's a yeah. I mean, yeah, a good chat. I mean, yeah, we're we're looking for real, real scum um, to to fill out the the shit house eleven. But yeah, I think that yeah. So that that's pretty much um, that's our that's our shit house eleven. That's the you know that's that's the team. So that's uh, who did we who did we settle on in goal in the end? Was it Brad Guzan or was it someone else? Yeah, I think we'll go with Guzan because he was just one of the worst uh, goalkeepers to have yeah. ever played in the Premier League. Yeah, and. Uh, or, um, or should we go for him or or, or Bosnich? Because Bosnich uh, had that cocaine addiction. Um, so uh, maybe Bosnich. I don't know because he, you know, he, he, that thing with the uh, threatening his dad with the air rifle. Um, All right, we'll go. But yeah, so we we got him, and then we got um, yeah. So we got Mark Bosnich, and then we got uh, John Terry, Ryan Shawcross, Ashley Cole. And um, Ramos, Sergio Ramos, yeah, and then across the midfield, uh, we got <laughs> Robbie Savage, Roy Keane, Joey Barton, um, Joey Barton, and uh, fuck, who was the other one? Lee Bowyer, Lee Bowyer, or that was it, it. Bowyer, yeah, yeah. Uh, and at front two will be, I think I'd, I'd go with Bowyer, okay, and then the front two. Will be added by or and um oh yeah and he talked about Adebayor and um um what would yeah Adebayor and should we say should we reckon Suarez or Duf? I go Suarez because he's just a real hateful shit house player. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, there is, and it, it, I mean, you might may, you might want to call it recency bias or whatever, but it is. It, it feels yeah. like he's there are more <laughs> there are more chapters yet to be written in his uh, in his shit house story. You know, he could he could embarrass himself further. Whereas I think Doof Doof's um, been retired for a few years. I don't think mm-hmm. he's gonna he's not gonna you know he's he, his spitting days are over. Um, whereas Suarez's biting days are you know very much ahead of him still. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah, Luis Suarez, um, yeah, rounding out the the shit house eleven, managed by Ron Atkinson, and sponsored As- by assistant manager Mourinho, possibly? Tesla. Assistant manager, yeah, Mourinho. yeah, I think he's a good shout for assistant With, uh, manager. Yeah, who was the owner? Oh yeah, we're gonna have um, what's his name? Uh, Dick Cheney as the owner. <laughs> Dick Cheney is the yeah Dick. Ch- <laughs> Dick Cheney, that's just such a funny image. Dick Cheney owning a <laughs> Dick Cheney owning a soccer team. <laughs> um, yeah, Dick Cheney is the owner, and uh, yeah, the team's sponsored by Tesla. Um, and uh, they play. What's the what should the stadium be called? They play at the oh oh um oh. the Margaret Thatcher Memorial Stadium. <laughs> There we go. The uh, the, so weather, we the weather spoons. We've come up with the, the, the Stad de la weather spoons. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stad Stad the spoons. <laughs> Stad the weather spoons. Um, 
Yeah, so we, we've done it. We've come up with the absolute worst possible football team, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm pretty proud of us. I, I hope you've enjoyed coming on this journey with us. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that, that's, that's the shithouse 11. We might um, might revisit that at some point. Um, yeah, see if we can come. I, we can't. Can we adapt that into another format? Maybe we can maybe maybe do like a for like an international tournament. We could do like an England all time yeah. England shit house. Oh yeah, that would be great. Um, I wouldn't that yeah because there's quite a few there that we could that we could do. Um, but yeah, that's that's the shit house eleven. Uh, we're gonna take a quick second break um, and then uh, we'll be back with uh, a very insightful quiz. Um, so that'll. Isn't isn't that uh, you know? Isn't that interesting? So uh, yeah, back in a minute. And we're back. Um, second half just about to get underway, I think, or is it just gotten underway? Um, so yeah, still one nil. Um, I was wearing my Arsenal shirt for the first half. I've uh, now removed it because I was worried that uh, I might be jinxing the the team, as uh, Lawrence uh, often believes he does, simply by watching them. So um, we'll see if that changes the fortunes in the second half or not. Still can't quite believe that... Uh, it feels like more should be made of the fact that Joey Barton's brother is literally in prison for a racially motivated murder. That feels. Yeah. Do you feel like that would have been? I, that's the first I've ever heard of that, and it, I feel like it w- it should be bigger news. I don't know. Well, I think because it's happened like when we were back in high school. So I don't. Know, I wasn't. I don't know. It's happened. It happened like yeah. fifteen years ago. Not to say that. Oh no. Oh, it happened so long ago. We should forget. But um. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it, it, like I don't know. like Mark Wahlberg, uh like you know, Mark Wahlberg and his friends uh beat up that Vietnamese guy in Boston in a racially motivated attack uh in the 80s and you know, I I know about that. That oh, was yeah. like 30 years ago. But oh, um, no, no, no. um Yeah, I don't know. That's that's weird to me that It's more I, of a yeah, high I, profile person. More of a high profile person than uh, Joey Barton's brother. I mean, maybe, slightly, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe more people have heard of Mark Wahlberg than Joey Barton. I don't know. It's probably about 50 50. People I often think, say Joey Barton is the Mark Wahlberg of uh, football. I'm sure if uh, Mark Wahlberg was playing for Queen's Park Rangers, he would have stopped Man City from winning the league. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Yeah, it would have it would have gone down differently if he was there. Um, in uh, in his in in his words, yeah, <laughs> you're uh, equating Man City winning the league to nine eleven, uh, which uh, I, you know for some people I'm sure it was, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's for, a funny for thing to Alex Ferguson to make. Yeah, for Man United fans and Alex Ferguson, yeah. not in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Right, so I promised uh, I promised a quiz uh, before the break, and we uh, we haven't done a quiz for a while. We we did uh, we did quite a few, um, you know, prior to the to the lockdown. But we haven't done one for a little while, um, so I wanted to to do one today um, to, to so that the listeners can uh, get a bit more insight into into Lawrence, basically. 
Um, so this quiz um, comes courtesy of um, what's the name of the site? Prop 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 profs prop proprofs.com um and uh, we're going to find out we should probably have a theme song for when we do quizzes but uh yeah we're going to find out which Fleetwood Mac member Lawrence is so very excited for this Great. Lawrence is a, Thumbs a, up is a, is a huge all the way. oh yeah yes Lawrence Here is a huge go. Fleetwood Mac stan um so we're going to we're going to finally we're going to finally put to bed these rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Uh, we're we're going to put to bed. Oh, here gonna, is hard to find. We're going to put to bed. We're going to tango in the night and um, find out which, um, which Fleetwood Mac member uh, is, is Lawrence. So, Lawrence, are you ready? I am. Okay. Now, uh, I, before actually, before we get into the questions, we'll just talk a, b- a little bit about your history with with the, with the Mac. Um, so, um, so how how long have you been a a, a Mac Ooh. stan? Um, when I was a kid, my mum and dad had a, a Fleetwood Mac, one of the greatest hits. But it's the one it has for listeners. It's the greatest hits album with the sort of a red, sort of color filter to it and it kind of looks like mm. uh it might be the peter green era of fleetwood mac the uh, old school uh band that they initially were and uh all the songs yeah back when they were like a bl- uh, before before the uh like. yeah before the lindsey Bucking- buckingham and stevie nicks era so it's the greatest hits of that era before even christy mcveigh right that, that would have been pre she just she sort of came into the band and around sort of, uh, yeah, 1970, I think, maybe earlier. Mm. She she was basically after their album Then Play On, uh, Peter Green and left the band. And so she sort of came in and sort of helped write some songs for the next album, which was Kiln House, I think, yeah. Yeah, so she sort of came in at that time, and then they had several uh, guitarists come and go, and then the uh, Stevie Nicks, Lindsey Buckingham came along, yeah, around 74 yeah. or something like that, 75, and yeah. And then you get the, the classic era line yeah, up. My um, personal thing with Peter Mac was that record, Grace Hits. And learning all the songs on guitar, mm. that was that was great. All those and uh, just listening to every single Fleetwood Mac record, buying them on for off Amazon and whatever. And I even have these like I think it was six discs. These uh, sessions that they made. Wow! I think it includes just albums and session work that they'd done. All these. All these things. I even have that on my iPod. Blue Horizon Sessions, I think mm. it's called. Wow. So, yeah. So, that's, so that's, that's real, real completest shit. Yeah. Um, I have my old uh, school iPod yeah, so. here. <laughs> Tiny little oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Holding up to the camera there, yeah. 
and uh, yeah, I miss I miss my iPod Classic. I, I yeah, it, the the headphone jack stopped working properly. Um, I, yeah, and there's something I did, I miss having just like a you know like a just a, a hard drive filled with music you can listen to wherever you know you don't have to worry about being connected to the internet or streaming anything. And it means that like you own the stuff that you've, you know, that you've got on there, you know, you don't have to worry about because people take stuff or, you know, artists remove stuff from streaming platforms all the time. And then, you know, all the kind of weird little remixes or B sides or, you know, the, the, the real kind of rare shit um, that gets taken down for like copyright infringement or whatever you can, there's no official way to, to get that stuff. Um, it means that yeah, you've you've got like a, a copy of it that no one can take away, but um, but yeah. So Fleetwood Mac. So you're you're. It, it's safe to say. So is that kind of that early era, like the kind of the the the, the Peter Green era, uh, like the pre Buckingham and, and Nick's era. Is that your favorite kind of era of, of Fleetwood Mac? Or um, yeah, you, just are, uh, I mean, just, are you are you? I like the the uh, later Fleetwood Mac as well, but. It's just for me personally, that's where it started and yeah, all that stuff, Peter Green. Uh, that's, yeah, for me, just a slightly more in favour of the old school Fleetwood Mac than... Uh, okay. Well, I, uh, just to just to set your expectations, I don't think, I don't think Fleetwood Mac is, uh, sorry, I don't think that Peter Green is, uh, one of the possible outcomes of this, okay. of this quiz. So well, that's just bizarre. I do, uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I it might, some would say it'd be more bizarre if he was included in it. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll kick things off. So question number one, uh, and you have to choose from one of these options. Um, so, which is your favorite song? Again, you have to choose from one of these five. Mm-hmm. Don't give me any of that, uh, you know, yeah. six disc session rarities bullshit. Um, which is your favorite song? The Chain, Dreams, You Make Love and Fun, Tusk, or Go Your Own Way? Oh, mm-hmm. can we have those again just so I can remember? Have those again. So you got uh, the, the Chain, uh, Dreams, You Make Love and Fun, Tusk, and go your own way. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, ooh, uh, I'm gonna say the chain. I'm gonna say the chain. I really like that intro. Okay, I really like playing it on my guitar. It is. I mean, it is. It's pretty iconic. Um, that intro. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, it, yeah. The 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 bass riff at the end is is brilliant. Um. Okay. Question number two. Uh, which is your favorite hairstyle? Um, so we got uh, whatever way it looks in the morning, a perm, a little shaggy, a little long, not too much though, wavy and blonde, or straight and blonde. That's funny. I can have all these hairstyles whenever I want. I, this is my hair on a daily basis. <laughs> I do love your your perm uh, when yeah, you when thanks. you bust it out. Your 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 perm's pretty iconic. Yeah. I think I will get a, a, a I will per, I'm gonna try perm my hair proper eighty style perm yeah uh, <laughs> I I like it how it is in the morning you know bedhead greasy okay so you you not not too much maintenance you're not putting any product yeah. in there I'm a real caveman yeah that's right ladies I'm a real caveman. okay so 
however it looks first thing in the morning. Okay. Um, right. So we got uh, question number three. Uh, what is your favorite part of performing live? Uh, sharing some really heartfelt guitar melodies. Uh, I just like to groove, man. Uh, being the center of attention, it's all about me. Uh, I really like nice vocal harmonies. Or uh, And this last one is in all caps. I like hitting things. What was the, I can't imagine which member that refers to, um, that last one. But uh, What was the, the third option? It was something about, I just like the... The grooves, baby, was it? Uh, so you got. Uh, so I'll, I'll run through them all again, just so you, you, you've got them. Uh, so uh, sharing some heartfelt guitar melodies is the first one, and the number two is I just like to groove, man. Okay. Number three yeah. is being the center of attention; it's all about me. That number one, four is one. I really like nice vocal harmonies, and number five is I like hitting things. It's all about me. It's got to be, I just, well, it's center of attention. It's all about me. You know, I'm such a, I love everything being about me. You are, you are such a diva. I am. Yeah. I am. You really are. A, yeah. You are such a tart for attention. I have to be kept um, away from right, social okay. gatherings because I just have this magnetism, this raw Chad magnetism. That I, I you, just, I, I unfortunately dominate, spoil, yes, it is. I spoil it's, the parties and no one wants to talk to me. So it's no, kind of why, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just create this energy. Much, you're too much of an alpha. Yeah. It's just, it's like someone's released a pit bull into a, your alpha into a, and everyone, everyone's like, who's, who's pits that? Who's, is that your pit? Is that your pit? Anyway. Yeah. Like a, a bull in a china um, shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, okay. So this is an interesting question given what we were just talking about. Question number four, what do you think about the early blues rock Fleetwood Mac music? Um, so we, the uh, questions we got here, I really liked being part of a three-piece. It gave me more space. Uh, I miss the good old days when there were more, uh, sorry. That, okay, they haven't written this very well. I miss the good old days. There were more drum solo back then. Uh, answer number three is, who is Peter Green? Uh, number four is, I think it influences my playing to this day. And number five is, I think it was missing a more feminine touch. Uh, I think, uh, oh, it's a toss up between the last two. It was kind of missing a feminine touch, <laughs> you know? Let's go, let's go with that last one. It was pretty dude heavy. It was very, it was a sausage yeah, fest big, the old days. Total sausage festival. So all uh, I you, don't, to... you don't miss drum solo? You, no. You don't miss I'm... drum solo back then? No drum solos. I mean, okay. Yeah, we got, we got, we got okay. uh, drum machines now. We don't need drummers. It's yeah. the future. Yeah, we can all make beats now. You can make beats on your phone. Yeah, it's easy. Um, okay. So the the feminine touch is what it was missing. Okay. Um, so number five, uh, question number five. What are your hobbies? Uh. Number one, witchcraft. Number two, I like watching the roadies set up the lighting rigs. Number three, cocaine. <laughs> number four, sailing or anything to do with the ocean. Or number five, swimming. Well, I've never really been into swimming or going on boats. So those last two go. No. Uh, those last are out. You do love cocaine. 
I do love cocaine, and I've recently got into witchcraft. Famously. Because of the whole mm. thing on Twitter about witches on TikTok hex, putting a hex on the moon. And I was really baffled. Yes, by that. yeah, they, the, the 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 baby witches hex the moon. I, I said um, to myself, and if you don't know what we're talking about. I said to myself, "What the heck's this all about?" Mm. But um, uh, yes, no, it's <laughs> it's what a lot of people said, um, and it's uh, yeah, someone someone uploaded a photo of the the moon, uh, but it's in the shape of a hexagon, and, and they were like, "Oh, those damn witches!" And it's like, yeah, because they. <laughs> Hex the moon. Um, yeah, the I, th- moon. there's no real way to explain this to our listeners uh, if they don't already know about it. Basically, there's, there's some like teenage girls that uh, practice being witches or whatever uh, posted about hexing the moon, um, and that caused quite a, quite a stir online. People were like, oh no, don't hex the moon. No, we need it. We need it for, uh, you know, uh, tides. tides and stuff. Shipping yeah. forecasts are going to be absolute chaos. Yeah, yeah. Women, women's, uh, women's, you know, cycles and everything are all linked to the moon or uh, something. I'm half remembering something uh, <laughs> about that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, what? So which? Yeah, what? What was your? What's your number one hobby? You got witchcraft. Uh, watching the roadies set up the lighting rigs. Cocaine, uh, sailing, or anything to do with the ocean, or swimming. So, which which well, of those go, five? Let's go with cocaine because uh, that's what it's like being an Arsenal fan. Yeah, like being on cocaine all the time. It's just one heck of a ride. Just yeah, being really uh, annoying to everybody. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Uh, question number six. Describe yourself in one word: passionate, perfectionist, reserved. Unique, uh, funny. I'd say um, I'm pretty funny. I hope. I hope to yeah, be funny. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Let's go yeah, with funny. I'd say you're um, the you're the funny one of the podcast, certainly. Well, that's good. Um, okay, so we'll yeah, we'll go with with funny. Um, excuse me. Um, number seven. What do you think of being in a relationship and in a band? Uh, no way, it's a distraction. Uh, it's drama. I like pushing buttons, and it creates a great show. Uh, number three, things can go wrong, and it's tough to pick up the pieces. Uh, number four, too many sexy lights guys around. Uh, wait, no, sorry. Again, <laughs> I haven't written this out very well. Too many sexy sexy lights guy around. Lighting uh, and guys. Then number five, think, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they mean, but they, they've written guy singular. Um, and then number five, it can go wrong, but you have to move on. Uh, I think there's just too many sexy lighting guys, you know. Those those lighting guys, yeah. you know, they got to have that upper body strength, you know, they're full of, full of uh, muscles yeah. and stuff. I mean, it can, you know, you know how much the, yeah. the, the ladies yeah, very, like very a muscly buff, man. Uh, light text. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm not a buff dude, you know. I'm I mean, gonna say, well, yeah, all, all the lighting guys. Relative, well, I'm I'm you know, I'm six foot nine alpha dude, you know, four twenty mm. pound. Uh, You're real chat, but but lighting yeah. guys are just that extra bit buff, and you know, you know, the women yeah. are like they 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 just love toned abs and 
shoulders deltoids and the upper but it's, it's the only way i can get my uh my girlfriend to to go to any shows with me it's like you know it'll uh, be hot lighting to get to this concert and she's like oh, i don't care and i'm like oh but babe there's gonna be so many lighting techs there and she's like oh i get my coat you yeah. know it's that's women are women are, are wet for lighting guys um i mean that's cool. certainly true of all the lighting guys other than that they're all real they're definitely not um <laughs> they're definitely not uh hobbit pasty yeah. you know pasty hobbit like creatures that wear ill-fitting t-shirts and have neck beards um yeah they're definitely the the opposite of whatever i just said that is so yeah so uh, the sexy lighting guys is that's what you think about being in a relationship in a band uh is, yeah so right the number of times that's happened to um me. yeah yeah no I, I remember when we were yeah when we were playing in bands you we were always uh fooling around with the uh yeah the, the young lighting guys um not in like a you know not in like a kevin spacey way you know they weren't that young but um update on the arsenal match looks as though uh still one nil i think we're just past the hour mark um some subs have been made looks like Xhaka has come on for for terrera at half time um and then we've got a couple of other changes that have just been made on 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 the hour um so we've got Nicholas Pepe and Kieran Tierney that have <laughs> just come on. Yeah, so yeah, Louise, Louise and Saka have uh, have come off, and uh, Pepe and Tierney uh, are on. So uh, hopefully that turns things around for us. We got time. We still yeah, we still got half an hour left. Um, no shots on target for us. Um, looks like yeah. Yeah, there's only t- two shots on target in the whole match, and they're both Villa. Jesus Christ! All this to- this serves us right. I mean, I was talking about how clinical we were earlier in the fucking show, and then you know, no shots on target. Jesus, right? Okay, hopefully, fingers crossed. Ho- fingers crossed. This we're not, and we're definitely not cursing. We're definitely not cursing them by uh, following the match as we record. You know, we're not. I mean. If we end up losing this, maybe we should stop uh, stop this this format of uh, yeah. doing kind of live follow along podcasts. But um, anyway, back to the Mac. Um, it's that <laughs> hey, we should return to the Mac. Uh, it's the return, the return of the Mac by um, you know that guy <clears throat> that did Return of the Mac. Um, so who is the most attractive member of Fleetwood Mac? Uh, Lindsey Buckingham, John McVeigh, Christy McVeigh. Uh, is it McVeigh or McVie? It's McVie, isn't it? It's McV- McVie. I say McVie. So that's yeah. how it goes. I say McVie. I think it is McVie. John McVie, Christy McVie, uh, Stevie Nicks, or Mick Fleetwood? M- McFleetwood. Um, well, it's, a, it's another one, but John McVie, he's got that beard, and he looks uh, real mm. cool in those uh, jean shorts. I mean, damn, I wish I had a pair of those. There's, or Stevie Nicks, who they're quite they're, know, they're very tight on him, aren't they? Yeah, Stevie Nicks, who you know, who uh, you know, she was, she was, she was, uh, she you was. Uh, I wouldn't want to uh, objectify. Kind of a, I'm just, I'm just objectively saying. You know, she's, uh, she's, she's, she's an attractive yeah, lady, young a, lady. Yeah. A bit of a bit of a bit of a you know, bit of a you know, she's a yeah. you know, in her in her own way. She's uh she's uh she's you know, 
she's got it going on. She's got it going you know, on. I, you know? I would say, yeah. She, yeah, she, she's Stacy's mom. You know, she's got it going on. She's got it going on. Um, uh, let's okay, go. So let's go, John McVie. Decision, decision time of the two. John, John McVie. McVie. Okay, you, you, you want his? I want his. You want to get lost in that uh, that that big black beard of his? You just want to get lost yeah. in it. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. So this is a this is a very interesting question. Um. Who is your favorite sports team? The L.A. Lakers. Cornwall Rugby, Chelsea FC, I Don't Like Sport, or Burnley FC? I'll go, go with Lakers. Lakers, definitely. I was going to say, I, I think, yeah. That's another thing about there's me. there's no way listeners. you're going to choose another football team. I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. A, I'm a Lakers fan. What are you going to do? Been a Lakers fan all my life. Love the Lakers. If you can't ha- handle me at my Lakers fan, uh, you don't yeah. deserve me at my Arsenal fan. Yeah. Um, Okay, what is your favorite type of music? Singer-songwriter with a little bit of rock, blues, slow ballads and folk, power ballads and soft rock, or anything a little groovy? You know, I've been really getting into things that are a little groovy lately. Uh, I would say mm. that covers basically all of my music tastes on Spotify. Uh, let's just go with things that are a little groovy. I was going to say, yeah, your your uh, certainly your your recent cultural appropriation recommendations would attest to uh, your um, preference for all things groovy. So, okay, so yeah, we'll 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 go with that. Um, <laughs> okay, this is another good one. Um, fucking hell, who would you most like to collaborate with? Nora Jones, Lana Del Rey, Eric Clapton, John Mayles Blues Breakers. Or one band is enough for me. Um, I'd like to I mean, go. There's with, so much talent there. I think uh, Lana Del. I, I mean, this may be a controversial. <laughs> just because you wanna, you wanna, you need that link to the. You want, you want the kids to get into it. You, you go with Lana Del Rey because she's really popular with the kids. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh... They, you know yeah, they we love. Gotta, we got to pay love... those kids at all costs. Yeah. Uh, not Eric Clapton because I I I am very much anti Eric Clapton. Not a fan. Not. A fan. Yeah. No, Eric Clapton can fuck off. Um, yeah. Um. Nora Jones. <laughs> yeah. Very um, boring. Very dull. Um. I so the only one I could think of would. Just go with Lana. Let's go with Lana. You know, she's uh, you know, she's down with the kids. All the kids think she's she's cool. Okay. Let's go with Lana Del Rey. Uh you know her name backwards is uh Yara Led Anal. So uh I'm sure she has. Yeah. I'm sure she has. Just remember that. Uh <laughs> what would you bring to a band? Some serious groove, intensity and commitment, some playing from my soul. Some great backing vocals, or the X Factor. Now, if I might just interrupt you here for a moment, Lawrence, as someone that's played in bands with you, um, of course, the correct answer is all five because uh, yeah. you really are the full package. Uh, when it I comes really, to, when it I, comes to that. But um, re- if you if you had to whittle it down to one quality, oh, um, I would say my backing vocals. I'm really good at picking up. Yeah. That- 
might that major or minor third that's needed for that particular note right there you know or you need that octave you need someone to go into yeah. that that transcends all vocal ranges you want me i can i'm, I'm right up there yeah you're a real uh, mariah carey you can really hit the, that that yeah. whistle tone <laughs> animals um, animals almost just, transcends human hearing yeah there are there are there are um, yeah. bats out there that you your know, dogs are Keep flying into me. Your dogs are terrified of you. Yeah, they they run away. But you know, that's because I keep leaving the door open. All these insects that are attracted to the tones. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. Okay. Uh, Question number thirteen. So we we got fifteen questions. So we're we're nearly done. Um, What is your best quality? Your crazy eyes. uh, Sorry. uh, Yeah. Your crazy eyes. You work well in teams. Your style, your sensitivity, or uh, again, this, 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 probably just wanted to spell check this. Um, it says inconsistent, um, which I think means I'm consistent, but they've mm. spelt I'm and consistent wrong. Um, so, yeah, are you consistent? Are you sensitive? Do you have good style? Do you work well with teams? Or do you have crazy eyes? Uh, I have, I have uh, crazy eyes. I would say. I get terrible <laughs> red eye from when I'm driving. Looks like I've been up all night. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. When you're driving to the freaking weed yeah. store. When I'm driving to the epic. <laughs> oh, my eyes down- are so red, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I'm driving with the hot chicks, with the with the top down. Yeah. And we've you got and, this, you we're and, cranking uh, up the radio. Elon, you and Elon and, you and uh, Elon Monks uh, going to the uh, driving in the and taking a Tesla out for a spin and yeah. uh, picking up all these baits. You see the thing? Apparently, Elon Musk was having an affair with uh, with Amber Heard while she was married to Johnny Depp. <laughs> I did it's not. Like, that's, it, it's it's a bit of a tangent me. here, but it's like it's it seems like this like this trial that's going on at the moment where like he's suing the son for calling him a wife beater. It does it does seem as though there's like a there's quite a lot of evidence that's coming out that seems like pretty much everything that she accused him of, um, she was doing to him. Like it, mm. it does, it does seem as though like, you know, all the stuff about him, like throwing stuff at her and like threatening her and yelling at her and stuff. seems as though there's quite a lot more evidence to suggest she was doing that to him. And then there's also a bunch of stuff coming out that like she was having an affair with, she was having affairs with Elon Musk and James Franco, which is like the two grossest guys to, ever have an affair like why would you like just the the two biggest like slime balls um yeah. in in hollywood like just ugh. i um, i always heard that anyway, she was i mean uh this is all um yeah i'll I, I shift from uh sorry i was to say this is all alleged this is all alleged yeah i wanted to i thought maybe a funny game show would be going around uh their house and contestants have to figure out if it's poo or ice cream that would be uh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Which thing? Um, poo or ice cream? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> poop or scoop? Poop or scoop? That's a great name. Great name. We got a name for the show. That's, yeah, we got to ah, we got we got to talk to like Funny or Die or something and get commission yeah. to make a you know a a, a, a low <laughs> a really uh, low budget sketch uh, that gets maybe a thousand views. Um. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, 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 allegedly all of this stuff uh, happened. I mean, again, I, you know, I'm just uh, commenting on the the information that's coming out. But uh, but yeah, uh, 69 minutes into the match or 70 minutes in, uh, still one uh, nil, uh, no shots on target for Arsenal. Um, yeah, we uh, we got time. We still got time. Yeah, keep the faith. Come on, just reading some of the. Uh, Reading some of the uh, yeah, reading some of the the, the stuff on the, the BBC Sports uh, website, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, what did we decide was your best quality? Uh, by crazy eyes. Okay, you've got those. Yeah, you've got that, those those Mel Gibson eyes. Uh, those those crazy uh, 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 rigs from uh, Lethal Weapon eyes. Um, Okay, so this again very relevant to our, our previous conversation. Which is your favorite era of Fleetwood Mac? Uh, the early days, the early to mid seventies, the late seventies, the eighties, the nineties, or today? Nineties or today is its own choice. So it's not you know it's nineties to the present basically. Let's just go with the the earliest period. Let's just go with that one. The what was the first one? The early days. The early so, days. Pre-70s. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, final question, are you a boy or a girl? No, I don't, I don't never want to assume someone's gender. I mean, it is weird that they've just got boy and girl. Um, but uh, I, if you I had would, to choose. I mean, I, I'll just say boy. But yeah. you could change I mean, it We know time. that you're actually an Alpha Chad. I am. Yeah. I mean, I, you're an Alpha Chad Superman, but I guess yeah. we'll say boy. We'll just say boy, because... Okay. Um, so we are... Ooh, so we are waiting for the results. Uh, so you are... Ooh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, you are Alfie Cartwright? Never heard Alfie of that. Alfie Cartwright? This man. A-O-I-F-E Cartwright. No, um, this may, this isn't the the guy who came in after uh, Buckingham left for the the first time. Let me check. Oh dear. No, I think this is. Uh, so this says uh, you aren't you aren't a member of Fleetwood Mac. You are so much more than that. You are Alfie Cartwright, and my God, do we love you for it. Uh, each of Fleetwood Mac's members were their own special kind of train wreck. And while you think often think of yourself in such terms, you are in fact. The not fat controller that stops all the trains around you from crashing. You are easily one of the single greatest people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And with every passing moment in your company, another pure wonder of Alfie Cartwright seems to emerge. So I'm guessing Alfie Cartwright was maybe their manager or something. Uh, you're in possession oh, of such a uniquely beautiful intellect. This fucking guy that made this quiz fucking really wants to fuck Alfie Cartwright. Who is he? I've no idea. I'm looking up. Um can't find anything. Fleet word. I think this might have been a complete it's ruse. A O I E Cartwright. Is that just maybe that's the name of the guy that wrote the quiz? Yeah, he's trying to promote himself. What a great guy he is. Uh, yeah, I think it might be. This has all been a complete ruse. This <sighs> has been uh, a, a sham. I, I can't believe we've been sucking uh, in like this. Let's just say I'm I'm Stevie Nicks or something. Because I'm I love cocaine. Yeah, it looks like and uh, I've got crazy eyes. 
yeah, this guy's, uh, this guy's really fucked us here. Wow. Mm. Shame, I was having fun, and then this happened. Remember, you are Alfie fucking Cartwright, a good-loving, great-hugging, disco-dancing, feel-advancing, reassuring, worry-curing, scholarship-securing. Yeah, this... Oh, man. What a... Completely fucked us. What a... What a disgrace. Man. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, this is this this is a this is a sham. This is this is bollocks. I let's just say back. let's just say Alfie Cartwright. Let's just uh pretend that never happened. Let's just say Well, I'm Stevie Nicks. Who would have thought? I'm Stevie Nicks. All Who would have thunk it? Stevie Nicks I'm I'm just looking at his I'm looking at his profile on LinkedIn now. It's like he's some guy from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's a lady. Um, never mind. Well, yeah. So she's uh, ruined our whole shit here. Um, well, that was uh, that was that was the quiz. Um, we'll just have to assume that Lawrence is uh, Stevie Nicks until further notice. Um, unless uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, unless uh, I mean, listeners, which member of Fleetwood Mac do you think Lawrence is? Let us know, and then we'll. we'll I don't know. Yeah. We'll tally the votes um, right. and see uh, see what uh, what the outcome is of that. Um, so, I think that's uh, yeah. With uh, with about thirteen minutes to go of uh, of the match plus uh, injury time, uh, we now move into our final segment: cultural appropriation. And uh, as always, cultural appropriation is the uh, part of the show where we um, just sort of discuss things that we like outside of football and recommend them to to you listeners. Um, so, uh, Lawrence, what what uh, what were you going to recommend for uh, everybody this week? Well, this is something that I've forgotten to recommend, but I would like to recommend this time. Uh, Vice TV, I think Vice TV. They did a series on because uh, I'm into wrestling as well, and. Uh, they did a, a series called The Dark Side of the Ring, which, uh, and they just document all, nice. the, all the crazy stuff, all the really awful, in many ways, awful stuff uh, that has happened in wrestling. Yeah. And uh, although although I, you know, I love the WWE and all the stuff, I mean, it's not as great, good as it used to be, but uh, I really thought this... Uh, it's a lot of heavy stuff in there. It's it's you really have to have a real, you know, high yeah high tolerance, I guess you could say, for some of the stuff, especially the Chris Benoit. I remember, yeah, I mean, I remember seeing um, the segment that John Oliver did about um, about wrestling um, uh, a few months ago, and it was like, yeah, the I. Vince McMahon is uh, just a really horrible fucking piece of shit like the way the way he treats it like pro wrestling has like the one of the highest uh mortality rates of any job like more than more than firefighters and police officers like if you're if you're a pro wrestler like like so many of them don't like barely live past 50 because they're not given like proper they're not given like proper health care or anything mm-hmm. um and they don't get like like they're, they're treated like independent contractors by the the wwe so it's like they don't they don't yeah. have to provide them with like all these, you know, 
healthcare benefits and stuff, or even like proper pensions and shit like that. So it's like, even once they get past the age where they can't really wrestle anymore, a lot of those guys have to come out of retirement in their forties and fifties to keep wrestling just so that they can make a living because yeah. they can't access their pension until they're like 65. And it's like, basically no wrestlers live that long. It's really sad. Yeah. This is, this is the thing of this show. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, dark stuff pretty nasty stuff that goes on and uh, but i i i thought it was very good nonetheless and uh yeah give it a look it's yeah, stuff dark, that needs to be talked about definitely yeah. so i mean it's, it's good that someone's it's good that someone's um kind of putting it out there i mean listen the, the most recent episode of uh, report this post a podcast that we've, we've talked about a lot in the past um this week's episode is, is about wrestling and um yeah they talk about the the uh whatever event it was where Bret Hart died. Uh, uh, Owen Hart, like, yeah. Didn't he, he fell out of the... Yeah. Owen Hart, that was it, yeah. He fell he out of the rafters on. and... Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but then, like, they didn't stop the show. Like, the, the, like, they, they didn't just, like, they didn't just stop the event and get everyone out of the, the arena. Like, they carried on with everything and, like, the audience is, like, basically sat on their hands the entire rest of the event because they're just like uh we just watched a man literally fall to his death i don't really want to it's kind of difficult to cheer uh, cheer for fucking you know uh kurt angle or whatever um Hmm. after that yeah yeah that's the thing is what i I said you know i love it from a sort of when when they put this you know, entertainment, but you know it's unfortunate that it comes with so much, uh, just death and depressive, you know, yeah, you know, drugs and whatever and all kinds of horrible shit. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I recommend recommend giving a watch if you've got the stomach. If you've got the stomach for some of it, uh, because it gets real, real dark places and uh just on a on a lighter note so, uh, uh just to <laughs> sort of mix in slash my bigfoot stuff uh i found a funny uh youtube channel called a uh, sax sax squatch it's uh it's got a a bigfoot <laughs> that plays a saxophone which is quite a fun little youtube channel it plays all the uh. Plays uh, all the all the stuff. <laughs> S- sax sax squatch. All the saxy classics. Sax yeah. squatch. That's cool. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the exact opposite of the first thing that you you recommended. So yeah, that's 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 good. You got your both ends of the spectrum covered. Yeah. <sighs> I haven't got very much um, music, so I recommended that. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to recommend the same type of thing every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just cracked another can there. Uh, still no beer sponsorships. Beer companies get out of us. Our DMs are open. Um, send us some stuff and we'll promote it on the show. Um, my recommendations uh, this week, um, I had some and we've now been recording for so long that I have completely forgotten what they are. Um, Excuse me. 
Um, so I'll just come up with some on the fly here. Um, I've been watching, uh, I've recommended RuPaul's Drag Race in the past. Um, uh, I've, I've been watching recently uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, which is a, a similar format to, to the Drag Race Classic, except it's made up of um, previous contestants from from the show. Um, so it's kind of like it's the idea that it's the best of the best. You know, you take like you know queens from previous seasons and then make them compete to to kind of be the the all star. Um, so it's sort of it's, it's like the Champions League of of, uh, of being a drag queen, if you like. Um, uh, so I've been, I've been I think the season five of that is airing at the moment. You can watch uh, episodes each week on Netflix, um, and I've been sort of working my way through the uh, the previous. Um, previous four seasons and it's uh yeah it's very um very entertaining they they sort of switch up the format a little bit um from the from the main show in terms of how people are eliminated and stuff and um they sort of you know there's always, the, the people that get eliminated there's usually an opportunity for them to come back later in the show and that's always quite dramatic um but yeah RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars um if you if you've if you've watched uh RuPaul's Drag Race and not seen the the All Stars show. I, I recommend that. That's that's a lot of fun. Um, and the other thing I'll recommend is um, oh, I know one of the things I was going to recommend has just come back to me. Um, <clears throat> I recently saw the Coen Brothers film Hail, Hail Caesar um, for the first time um, not too long ago, and it came out a, a few years ago. And it's uh, it's a great time. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of the kind of uh, a lot of your favorite. Um, a lot of your favorite Coen Brothers guys, you know. There's the the, the, the in, in terms of you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan, so you know, there's there's certain actors that appear in their work over and over again. So you've got your uh, you got your Clooney's, you got your um, uh, you got your uh, Josh Brolins, you got your Francis McDormans, um, you know, you you got all those guys, and there's loads of you know, it, it's a, it's an insane cast. I mean, you know, there's it just lots of people lots of very big names in quite small roles that just pop up you got you got Tilda Swinton you got Scarlett Johansson you got Jonah Hill you got Channing Tatum Channing Tatum actually almost steals the show he does a proper uh, kind of old fashioned song and dance number because I think Channing Channing Tatum was a dancer before he was an actor I believe um and I think that's that's where like Magic Mike and everything came from is that he was like a you know he was like a a male male stripper or whatever um but yeah, he's like a proper old school like song and dance man. So he does like a, it's it's set in like 1940s Hollywood. So there's like a whole scene where he's uh, shooting this sailor musical, um, and uh, yeah, he does like a, a lot of tap dancing on some tables in a in a bar and stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. So uh, check out Hail Caesar. Um, it's, uh, it's some some good shit. Um, Sorry, there's a there's a okay. mosquito in my room. I'm trying to catch it. I wondered what you were doing. You're looking around very, a, uh, very furtively. There's a mosquito flying around. Yeah. Mm. Sorry about that. So we're on we're on high high alert for mosquitoes. We're on mosquito watch. Um, well, we've got uh, we 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 don't have long left um, to uh, to mount a comeback to get something from this match. It looks as though just approaching 88 minutes. I don't know how much added time there's going to be if they've announced that yet. Um, oh boy. Yeah. So we should probably, we got, so one more match uh, to the end of the season. Oh, it looks as though Joe Willock has come on, by the way, at some point. I, I 
don't think we mentioned that. Um, Cedric Suarez has gone off and Joe Willock has come on. Um, do you want to make a prediction for the Watford match? Oh, <laughs> let's make a, I don't know, should I make a serious prediction or a jokey one? Uh, hopefully Arsenal, if it's, is it at home? No, yeah, it's at home. So Arsenal should win there if it's at home. I don't know whether Watford will be up for it. Can they, are they not, they're not officially relegated yet, are they? No, 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 no. No, no I think they're they're, they're still, it's going to go to the final day for them. Yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know. I want, I want to win, but it's like, hmm, who, who do Bournemouth have to play on the last day? Bournemouth playing at Everton. Hmm. I don't know. So it's, oh. I don't know. It's difficult. Bournemouth v Everton's always been usually a lot of goals in that match, but um, I, I don't know how many, I don't know how many times that's translated into a win for Bournemouth, if that makes sense. There's usually, it's usually quite a high scoring match. But, um, yeah, and our record against Watford. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's on paper, I guess it's good, but then we gave away a 2 0 lead earlier in the season. And, uh, and they've got Danny Welbeck. You know, the stage is set for him to come back to haunt us. And also, you know, at the moment, it looks like we're going to lose to Villa. So uh, who knows? You know, it could be that we lose to, we're, we're just going to, we're, are we even going to finish in the top half of the table this season? Um, yeah. I don't know whether being in the FA Cup final, they're sort of like taking it easy. Like, uh, just this is going to be a write-off, just Premier, the season, Premier League season, so just focus on the FA Cup now. But Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of Groundhog Day again. It's like, oh, back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had our moment in the sun. Um, it was a and this is, crazy this is fun we, weekend. That was it. Yeah, this is what we get for allowing ourselves to feel hope, uh, to you know, to to feel joy uh, for the first time in months. Um, it's uh, yeah, this is it's it's a very it's a very Catholic thing. You shouldn't ever feel good about anything um, <laughs> because it, it's it's a sin and you'll go to hell. Um, wicked so. Protestant. Ah, ah, you. Filthy baby eating monster. I'm a, I'm a C of E. I'm C, uh, yeah. C, C U next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, it, it's, it's, this is our punishment for, uh, for feeling good um, about, uh, about the team and about ourselves. Yeah. So, well, we had a good um, weekend. It was a fun weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We've got two, uh, <laughs> Two good wins, um, and uh, yeah, it looks as though we are heading for defeat here. I can't, I still can't see how much added time there is. Oh no, it's four minutes. There we go. So, oh, uh, God. That's that's funny. When we're losing, it's four minutes added time. But when we're winning, that's, uh, if we, yeah, they got like nearly ten minutes or something. Anyway, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, and we are we're nearly two minutes into that. So. Yeah, looks as though we've uh, we've fucked it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna uh, well, probably have overall, to avoid uh, football Twitter. I'm sure they're just licking their lips, like ah, here we go, back to bantering mm. Arsenal again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had it coming. 
like I said, we we had it coming. This is what we get. This is what we get for um for uh thinking that we're <laughs> for thinking that we're good, that we're worthy, yeah, that we're worthy of love. Um, you know, because we're not, uh, and we never will be. Um, so we'll never earn it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, disappointing. Um, real real bullshit. Um, still no shots on target. Um coming into the final minute of added time. Um, so good God. I don't, again, this is, you know, was literally just saying how, uh, clinical we were, you know, we were actually taking chances when we had them. Um, yeah. So we were playing and- against teams that play high defensive lines. So Aubameyang has all the time in the world. Yep. Yep. And plus, uh- uh, Liverpool just gave the ball away. I mean, anyway, but um, yeah, I just—I don't know. You just feel like we—you know—if we can force mistakes against a team like Liverpool, um, and you know, and and Man City, it's like surely you can do it against Villa. But I—I I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so sorry, Bournemouth. It looks like this is it. Um, I this—I believe this relegates them. Um, yeah. which is a shame that their their journey into the premiership is uh yeah yeah it's uh, yeah their journey in the premiership has uh, has come to an end ah <sighs> what a five years it's been for them though yeah. i'm sure they'll be back as well they'll be back like leeds um but except you know it'll be nice when they come back up i suppose it's the only uh the only positive when Bournemouth not being in the Premier League, so they don't have to host Leeds. That is funny, yeah. That they they'll they'll yeah they'll be <laughs> they'll sort but of miss each other on the way down. There is there is Millwall still. Ugh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of shitty clubs in the Championship that they'll have to play. Um, so yeah, ah, there we go. That's it. Full time, one oh. nil. Um, shocking, uh, well, shocking. Ah, uh, yeah. We could we could start. Arsenal news now. Rubbish. Mm. Absolute disgrace. Yeah. Arteta, he's got to go, mate. He's got to go. Arteta out. Got to go, mate. Doesn't have do the it. experience. Got to bring in uh, Mourinho. Should have got Mourinho when we had the chance. Should have got Mourinho, mate. Absolute banter like, club. Yeah. Chris Sutton was right. Yeah. I don't know what exactly he said that it was right, but I mean, it was probably something stupid. Yeah. Um, there you have it, then, folks. Um, as always, being an Arsenal fan, it's a it's a it's a severely mixed bag. So you know, we started this episode uh, full of hope, and it is it's another long one. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be taking you, a lot of time editing all the way to the yeah. end. It's uh, yeah. Well, you'll you'll have fun with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I've got, so I've got till Thursday. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you again. Well, by the time by the time you hear from us, it'll be uh, the season will be over. So we'll be uh, we'll be looking back on this season as a whole, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, bye.